Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. We have a couple of comedians on the show today. These comedians will make you laugh so hard that you will spit coffee through your nose, I guarantee. (laughs) Unless you don't drink coffee, then you'll spit chocolate milk through your nose or whatever you drink. Uh, that's on the way here. In fact, one of them is a uh, very famous, what do you call that, impressionist, does voices? Does voiceovers. What is that, Alan? What is, what is that? Uh, uh, that would be a, you know, an imp- a voice person, an impressionist. Yes. You really added research. nothing to that there, but thank you. <laughs> According to my research, I've had to furlough my research staff this week, so excuse me. <laughs> yeah, if we sound a little light on the content, it's uh, furloughed staff uh. due to budget cuts here. Dr. Debbie had to furlough some of her bugs. Yeah, larva, larvae. Larva. Just leave my larva out of this, okay? <laughs> I just uh, walked by the bathroom here at uh, Animal Radio, and I noticed that... Did you see Alan's mic in there? I didn't see yeah. Alan's mic in there, no. I'm setting him up for his studio in there, but it, for his I own I love place. it in there. Oh, that's I've gross. That's like talking on the phone while you're doing the do. You're done well, doing the duty. i got problems, Debbie. i got problems, okay? I mean, come on. Okay. Have a okay. little sympathy. Have a little sympathy. <laughs> I, okay. I just don't want to. He- I don't want to hear it on well, well, air. Well, keep That's the door all. shut. Okay. So what did you see, Hal? I actually saw Stacy trying to teach a cat to go to the bathroom on the toilet. No she way. Really, really weird. So, Are you uh, sure the cat wasn't trying to teach her? <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. I think it's actually <laughs> Stacy. What are you working on? Does your cat do any tricks? I mean, can your cat your cat to shake paws or roll over? How about not use a litter tray, but actually use the restroom? Could your cat do that? Well, there's a cat in England that can. I'll tell you what that cat can do and some of the other things it can do. Coming up on Animal Radio News. Can it pee standing up? That's what I want to know. I don't know. All I know is they probably can't flush, and I don't want to go in there and find floaters. Nor do I want to wait for the bathroom. I already have to wait for the bathroom with Alan. Yeah, could you imagine? Let's add more to the mix. Oh, my gosh. No sympathy here. Here, have a cronut. Crotch rock. I want a crotch rock. That's what it I'll sounds take, like. I'll take five crotch rocks. One glazed, <laughs> one sugar. That's only funny like to us that know what cronuts are. I, I thought the majority of the world knew what a cronut was. Really? Was. This was big news. This was on uh, oh, NBC News. Front page. Front page paper, of the paper. $40 yeah. donuts. I can't believe it. They're selling them on eBay. Where have you guys been? I really want to see this closer. You know what? I have to say, I try to eat healthy. So the idea of something sweet that's also fried and then rolled in some more sweetness, to me, I actually kind of go, oh, my God, that'll put me into a sugar coma. I know. In moderation. I know. This is the same way I was feeling. I was, like I just said, I was working out. I was really losing weight. And then these things came along. And now they have cronut holes. I saw a cronut (laughs) hole. Oh, my God. If you really want to, you want to see the latest in artery clogging fare. You have to go to a state fair. Every year they come up with something else. They got fried butter now. You can't, you can't oh, get any better than God. that. Fried no. butter sticks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, really? Yeah, I've Absolutely. I've heard of them. Yeah. Oh. So I guess we, like a little fried butter. We can't feed the cronuts to the dogs, unfortunately. No. Come no, here, ladybug. Come on, bring back that cronut. Come here, ladybug. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. 
A Michigan man's practical joke involving his pet snake might land him in jail. 31-year-old James Mel thought it might be funny to stuff his six-foot boa constrictor in his mailbox to give his mailman a scare. Postal carrier Nakima Anderson was making her rounds when she opened Mel's mailbox to find a snake looking at her. She then saw Mel laughing in his driveway, but she wasn't laughing, and made a complaint against Mel. Federal prosecutors charged Mel with obstructing the delivery of U.S. mail, a charge that could carry a penalty up to six months in jail. Mel said he's written an apology to Anderson, hoping to settle the matter. He explained that his snake isn't poisonous and would only strike at something it could eat. I'm Brit Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hey, this is Paula Poundstone. Wait, I forget where I am. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. I love that. Oh, hey, this is Paula Poundstone on Animal Radio. Spay and neuter your pets, or we're going to be eaten alive! Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friend. It is toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to the entire Dream Team. A big show for you today. It looks like you've booked a couple of comics. Is that correct? I did. It's going to be a really funny show today. Date Me, Date My Dog is the book that one of these comics have put together. And she'll tell us how many dates you have to wait before you, uh, well, you tell them that you have dogs. And she'll also tell you what to do in the bedroom with your dog. That's no, not with your okay, dog, but while you're weird, yeah, man. Hal. The, watch Take the way you word that. <laughs> Boy, that's, that's a close. That's a close family. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good thing the government's on furlough, so, maybe still. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the entire FCC on furlough, which is a good thing for us. Uh, in fact, I understand some of our non-essential employees have been furloughed. Some of our yeah. listeners have been furloughed. I, non-essential listeners have no longer listening, but that's okay. We have a killer show. Comedian Joey Kamen uh, is also going to be tickling our ribs. It is freaking hot. This is a hot. funny show, huh? It is. It's so hot <laughs> in here. It is what hot is in here. It's hot in here. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Let's be honest with the listeners. It's the cronuts. Oh. Cronuts. Someone brought in cronuts this we morning? We had cronuts. Yes, we did. We have lots cronuts? of... Someone brought in... You? What's a cronut? He didn't get what's a hold of... What's a cronut? Of, oh, come on. No, you come on. I didn't on. get a cronut either. What do you... Come on. What, what are you guys is. holding out here? Yeah, where are they at? Where you got them? I don't think these are official cronuts because cronuts are supposed to have the That's cream... cream filling, yeah. But these are the new donuts that in New York are going for like $40 a shot. These are California what? cronuts. The, it's a croissants. It's a donut made using croissant dough you know what's worse huh. paying forty dollars for it that's what's worse yeah yeah who would do that uh, stacy what what are you working on in there well we all know that birds can sing and maybe once in a while you hear dog barking when he ha- ha- hears a siren or something and he kind of sings along but did you know that mice can sing well they do and i'm going to tell you why they sing coming up on animal radio news who said? I says the calls for you. We have Ardeen on the phone. Hey, Ardeen, how you doing? Hi, fine. Thank you so much. How are you today? Good. Where are you calling from? I'm I'm from Los Angeles. I'm here in Los Angeles. Well, welcome to Animal Radio. I got the whole dream team here for you. What's up? Oh, cool. Uh, thank you so much. Well, I have a little pit bull that's about 18 months old, and I've had him since he was two months old, and we've been walking around the neighborhood for what ever since he's like two months old. Uh, every morning. 
and um, on the back side of our, our yard, I mean, on the back side of our block, there are these little dogs that are always inside their gate, and they, they go crazy when they see him coming by. I guess they're peeking outside their gate. Well, I before he would be able to walk by them, and, you know, he gets a little excited, but I'm able to calm him down, and he walks by. Well, for the past several months, the dogs have not been there, and but yesterday, I guess, for some reason, their owners let them out again. So now he's getting excited all over, my dog is, and yesterday he pulled me about 15 feet to the yard, I mean to the gate, because Ooh. the gate is back from the sidewalk, and he pulled me, he ran to the gate, and um, the dog just, you, my, my puppy is a, a player, he's not a fighter. He likes to greet other dogs. But so but this time it wasn't so friendly. He just ran to the gate and put his little nose up under the gate with the other dog and they were just growling and going after each other. And I had a hard time pulling him back because meantime I'm walking another little pit bull that I got from a friend. She's about the same age as he is and she's usually calm, but then she got all agitated because she ran to the gate. And so the four dogs were going after it, you know, like two on the inside and two on the outside. And I just need to know how to stop him from wanting to greet other dogs and pulling me. I want, I want you to know if this was TV, which would be great, you'd see Alan's face now. It is making so many different expressions. Looks <laughs> like Jim Carrey. Uh, well, firstly, here's a good suggestion for you, Ardeen. Um, why don't you just ignore those dogs? Why don't you just ignore that area totally? Okay, well, I was just trying to get him. I, I suppose I could do that. I could walk on the other side of the street. But, you know, everybody has a dog. And when you can't well, here's high. a question for you. Here's some questions for you, Ardeen. Okay, firstly, when you said you used to be able to calm your dog down, what would you do to calm your dog down? Uh, we would keep walking, and he, he'd be wiggling his tail and stuff and whining, but he would walk. You would keep his mind moving forward. So I'll give yeah. you a little key. When you see dogs pulling on a leash... A dog pulls on a leash and goes bananas because the dog learns that by pulling on the leash, he's going to get what he wants. Once a dog learns a behavior, it takes a long time to unlearn the behavior. So you see these dogs pulling their owners by the leash and the owner's following behind and the dog gets to go exactly where he wants to go. So the dog has learned that by pulling on the leash, he gets what he wants. The key is to teach a dog, and of course we're all teachers, it's important to remember that whenever you have a dog, you're first and foremost a teacher. And to be an effective teacher, you have to know when to give discipline and when and, and how to give discipline, and you have to know when to give affection and how to give affection, and you have to pay attention to your dog because dogs can't talk. They'll never be able to talk. So you kind of have to get into their heads a little bit. So the dogs behind the fence, they're excited because... They see something interesting, which is another dog. That makes them go bananas because they've learned that by going bananas, they get reactions out of people and other dogs. That's why they do it. And because they're probably bored and they don't get enough exercise. You can start before you walk your dog. If you have a yard or you have an area where you can tire them out, it's always easier to teach tired dogs things than it is to teach you know dogs that are just revved up things. So if you can tire them out before his walk, 
that would be great. And the second thing is, you know where those dogs are, and you know how your dog's going to react when he sees those dogs. So what you want to do is you want to teach your dog to walk really politely on a leash. And there's all different kinds of ways to do that. You can be creative. One of my favorite ways is to just stand with my dog on a leash with no distractions in the yard, and I like to put a treat like 10 feet in front of him. And when he makes his move to get the treat to pull me on the leash, I just stand or walk backwards. I don't move. I'm a tree. As soon as the leash is loose and lax, I start moving slowly towards the tree. If he tightens the leash up again, I stop and move back to the starting point. They learn very quickly that what you want is a nice, loose, relaxed leash. And when that happens, that's when you move him towards the treat and let him have the treat. That's just one game I like to play. And it teaches your dog to walk politely along your side. So the last suggestion is that when you know those dogs are behind that fence and you know your dog's about to get crazy and you're walking towards those dogs, you stop. You stop like a tree and you just stand there and you don't move. Or you turn the opposite direction and move away and repeat. So you have to have a lot of patience to do this, sweetie. You've got to do it over and over and over again because your dog has learned that he can get to where he wants to go by pulling you. Now you've got to teach him that by pulling you, he does not get what he wants. And a matter of fact, he doesn't get anything he wants. He doesn't get to go anywhere he wants to go. The only way he gets to go where he wants to go is to be relaxed on the leash. Does that make sense to you? Is there, is there any easy way to walk two dogs at one time? It's pretty unnatural for dogs to walk, you know, at your side on a leash. You'll never see two dogs walking that way, you know, like in a, in a perfect line right next to each other. So, again, you have to teach them. And the best way to teach a dog to walk on a leash properly is to do it one at a time. And then once your dog is really good on the leash, you can teach another dog how to walk on a leash with your dog's help. But when you have two dogs that are misbehaving on the leash, they'll they'll feed off each other, make it twice as difficult for you. And try to remember this, too. When you're teaching your dog anything, one at a time, when you're teaching your dog something, try not to talk. The less talk, the better. Uh, every time you talk, like let's say your dog's pulling you on the leash and, and you're going, no, no, stop, stop. Your dog actually thinks you're joining in. You know, he thinks you're like, oh, yeah, go get him. Go get him. Yeah, yeah, you, you go, girl. You go. Musicians, what if you could get below cost pricing on thousands of guitars, amps, and effects now through Tuesday at Guitar Center? Deals like American made Gibson SGs for just $379, Taylor Acoustics just $719, Schecter Electrics for $79. It's Guitar Center's Guitarathon. Deep markdowns on custom shop models, prototypes, rep samples, and discontinued items from top manufacturers like Fender, Gibson, Taylor, Martin, PRS, Boss, Digitech, and more. Guitarathon. Guitar Center's biggest guitar amp and effects event of the year ends Tuesday. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Hot flashes, sleeplessness, irritability, how about low libido, or weight gain? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it can be practically impossible to get relief from these problems. But you're in luck. 
Because Ambrin can help you balance hormones and relieve your hot flashes, sleeplessness, irritability, and other symptoms of menopause. And now you can finally lose weight. Yes, even that stubborn body fat with Ambrin Weight Loss, a powerful new product that will help you get the results you want. So you can finally lose the weight and all those other awful menopause symptoms. Call now and ask how you can get your free sample of Ambrin Weight Loss. Just call 1-800-245-9551. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Call Ambrin right now, 1-800-245-9551. That's 1-800-245-9551. 1-800-245-9551. This is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band. And forever you'll always be listening to Animal Radio. Keep loving those pets. What are those things you guys are eating? (laughs) It's Animal Radio. Toll free 1-866-405-8405. To the illustrious dream team. And, um... Dr. Debbie, they're holding out on us here. I actually... Dr. Debbie, would you like a cronut? I have no idea what a cronut is, and I'm afraid to ask. It's a pre-existing condition. you got to know what a cronut is. Oh, my gosh. You're going to love this. This is a fried croissant with... uh, Just like a donut... Except not donut dough, croissant dough, and dipped in sugar. And this is—we're all buzzing on this, and it's—we're uh, celebrating today. Well, thank goodness! I thought you had some kind of reproductive disease that we had to get you over to the doc. They, How can we get one? Oh, well, we're all out for you, yeah, buddy. Sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a reproductive disease. <laughs> Don't look at me. Okay, let's see. Let's turn the page. You know, it seems today that you have booked several comics. I know it's going to be a for, funny show. It today. is. It's been funny already. It has been. We move on to another comedian, and uh, is he on the phone there? Do we have him yet? I believe we have Joey Kanan. Hey, Joey, how are you doing? I'm doing okay, but Joey's not here right now. This is Arnold filling in for him. He wants to tell you all about his book, My Life with Snoopy. It's a fantastic book. There's action adventure. Wait a minute, Arnold. was not action adventure. There is action adventure. You've got to buy the book, www.mylifewithsnoopy.com. It's fantastic. It's about his life with him and his shelter dog. You must buy the book. All right, Arnold, get lost. Oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Yeah, we had we... I wanted to know if Arnold uh, allowed the animals in the bedroom when he was making love to... Uh, oh, only when I was with Guatemalans would I have an animal in the bedroom. Oh. Oh. I am an animal. I'm not an animal. What are you talking about? Bush marks to hell. I love you. We are with Joey Kamen, and he's a comedian. He's actually done a lot of different... He kind of typecast as a comedian, but you're actually now an author, and you do a lot of voices, many, what? many voices. You actually had a role model... Who was it? Dawes? Dawes Butler, when I was very young. Dawes Butler, who was the voice of Yogi Bear, Huckleberry Hound, and tons of other characters. When I first started, when I was very young, when I was like uh, 18 years old, uh, he took me under his wing, and I became uh, his protege. And that was a great person to learn from. I was doing stand-up comedy at the time, that young. I was doing it at 17. Met him at 18, and he helped me with my confidence and uh, to polish my voices and that sort of thing and help me uh, with my acting skills. Currently, I do, if anybody's listening to has kids, and you have video game, and it's called the Skylanders series. Now, the Skylanders series has sold over a billion dollars of games and toys. I do one of the most popular characters in the series named Terrafin, and Terrafin talks like this. It's feeding time. It's feeding time, y'all. It's feeding time. <laughs> that's his tagline. So, um, and that, that's so Seraphin, I, and I do another character named Boomer, too. It's like, blah, 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 blah
and that's for the, <laughs> the people with kids will know that. Uh, and um, the various voices from the Smurfs to Space Jam the years ago and things like that. Well, now, if this, um, uh, this one that you're just talking about is making billions of dollars, you've got to be a gazillionaire by now, huh? Oh, no, 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 no. That, 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 that's, they pay that. The actors don't make uh, that at all. The, the actors just get their their their, their, uh, their scale wages, and it's a lot of fun, and it, it's 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 a great gig. Hey, I've seen Nancy yeah. Cartwright's house, uh, Bart Simpson. And <laughs> she has a she, cow. She's doing okay. Yeah, well, that's that's uh, that, that's something different. I mean, if, uh, I would love to have a series like that. Who wouldn't? Now, our dogs recognize our voice. Do you ever play funny voices to your dog? And what does your dog think about you? Good you, question. When I you like do a very that. good question. Oh no, when, when I well, my dog. The book is about my life with my dog Snoopy who was a shelter dog from the Burbank Animal Shelter and it's our journey together and it's funny and it's sad because we go through from puppyhood all the way to um, the end of life and when I would do voices too much I'd say come here Snoopy here boy I'd go hey Snoopy come here Snoopy 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 he, he would look at me his ears would perk up and he'd look like who's this where'd my master go where'd he go where'd he go you know so it's, they don't understand it's my energy changes because when I do a voice um, my whole body language changes, you know, my nostrils dilate, I turn into another person, and we just freak them out, you know, so I, I, I wouldn't do that to him too much, but it, w- it was a lot of fun. <laughs> what are we going to find in the book? Is this another Marley and Me type of book? I'll be real honest. I, I love the stories. I know that people get these beautiful attachments, but a dozen books come across my desk every day about somebody's relationship with their dog. What makes this different, man? This is different because it comes from perspective of a comedian, and it's it's funny, uh, and it is still it is still heartwarming, and I don't necessarily make fun of other dogs. I, I show the humor in situations that most people wouldn't find humor. You know, even in yep. picking up a dog's ashes, I, there's I find humor in that. Even while I'm crying and talking about myself crying, I also find humor in other things that are going on. So, I would say that it's funny, and um, other people seem to like it. I mean, uh, I have different quotes from different people uh, on the website, which is www. My, my life, the four W's. Yeah. Mine has four W's instead of three. <laughs> uh, my, life, my life was Snoopy. dot com. There's quotes from like Johnny Provost, who played Lassie, uh, who played Timmy on Lassie, and the girl uh, who played the little girl in Old Yeller like the book. So it, it's striking a chord with dog people from, from, from years past and, and today. So that's what makes it, what makes it different is from a comedian's point of view, uh, as opposed to just, you know, a person being sad all the time writing about the book. What made you go to the shelter to get your dog? Why didn't you just go to a breeder or something like that? Uh, I, I don't believe in puppy mills. I, I, there are so many dogs that need love and are in shelters that have been abandoned and abused. And why not go save their life? You know, they're grateful. Yep. They're beautiful animals. Uh, everybody, I, I knew that from the get-go. Uh, I, I knew that I didn't want a, uh, a purebred dog from a, from a puppy mill. I just wanted a shelter dog. I mean, I was hanging around a group of artist friends that had dogs and did fostering and stuff like that. And I just said, you know what? And the day I walked in, I saw him, and there he was. I, I was hit like a thunderbolt. That, that he would be, and he was my dog. He became my dog. Right. On. You saved him, and he saved you, and that's often the case. Yeah, I was like we saved each other. My dog helped heal a thirty-year distrust of dogs. I, I did wow. not like dogs. From uh, I had a wow. the book with the book deals with was my, a boyhood incident when I was ten years old. Um, my parents did something that wasn't too kosher, wasn't very good uh, with a dog, with my dog and me. And uh, I don't want to say what it is. I'd rather people read the book and experience it for themselves. But I distrusted dogs for thirty years until uh, me and Snoopy got together. Wow. 
Yeah. Let's go ahead and give out the book, can we? I have uh, yeah. nine, nine copies because yeah. I'm going to keep one of the copies. Yes. Okay. <laughs> can I ask a question? Yeah. I have a question. I have a question. Hey, you, you don't have you, to put your hand up, you know. Do, do you ever, like, go to, like, a restaurant, you know, just for grins? You know, you sit there, and every time the waitress comes over, you do a different voice. You, t- you talk like a different <laughs> you know, person. I used to do you know? that years ago. Me and this uh, friend of mine used to go to restaurants, and we would do bits because... The way I look, I'm a small guy. I'm, I'm, I'm like a, I'm a small guy, and um, uh, the voices don't look like they can come out of me. Even I would do stand up comedy, so yeah, I would I would do like a. Uh, I, I, and they're not sure; they don't want to insult you. So I would, <laughs> the waitress would come over, and I would do my the voice did for that tariff. And I go, yeah, I like some. Uh, let me order. I like a, a cheeseburger, French fries, and uh, can I get some more ketchup, please? And the girl would just go, oh, yeah, yes, sir, no problem, sir. And then uh, my friend would be biting his lip, trying not to laugh because I look in the person's <laughs> face. And then I know we have our normal conversation. She come back. I go. Excuse me, can I ask more water, please? And she was like, oh, they were, oh my God. You're like, they, they wouldn't do it. No, they don't want to insult you because they, they can't tell that it's, you know, it looks like I, I'm doing it for real. So they, they don't know what's going on. <laughs> it was oh pretty funny. <laughs> more of a visual than for radio, you know what I mean, guys? <laughs> yeah. My Life with Snoopy, How One Shelter Dog Changed a Man's Life, and Other Tales of Adventure. Uh, hilarity ensues. This is a funny book. I've read the first three pages. I'm already on the floor laughing. My Life with Snoopy. I have nine copies at one 405 8405 If you're not lucky enough to get on through, head on over to the website at Amazon.com or uh, any of your bookstores. If they don't have it, ask them to order it and they can get it for you. It is My Life with Snoopy and the author Joey Kamen. Comedian Joey Kamen, who I'm sure undoubtedly knows what a cronut is, right? A what? A cronut? A cronut. You're going to have to... uh, How do you spell that? C-R-O-N-U-T. It's a combination croissant and donut. It's called a cronut. It's it's a donut made with croissant dough. It is... Awesome. I wouldn't know that because I'm I'm trying to be gluten free and I'm a vegan. Yeah, so, I was before you know, this too, dude. Right here, so oh yeah, um, I was I was uh, working out every day and I was uh, eating all the my spinach and everything, and then these things came along and it sidelined my career. Downfall. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's delicious. I'm sure it's delicious. Well, thank you for uh, humoring me. Bye, Arnold. <laughs> Bye. Nice talking to everybody. Fantastic job. Fantastic. Love you. <laughs> There he goes. Joey came in on an animal I have a quiz for you. I have have a quiz for the cast here in the room. Yes. What are the three things that Arnold Schwarzenegger says in every movie? I'll be back. That's one of them. Well, no, he doesn't say that in every movie. In every movie. Every action movie. What does he say? Make my day. Get out! Get out! Oh, yes. And then he always says, he always says, grab my hand! Grab my hand! The third one? The third one is... You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. I'm Beth Stern on Animal Radio and Adopt from Your Local Shelter. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in summer. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All-natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. 
Flex RX is available at Pet Supplies Plus or visit ProLabsPets.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Hot flashes, sleeplessness, irritability, how about low libido, or weight gain? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it can be practically impossible to get relief from these problems. But you're in luck. Because Ambrin can help you balance hormones and relieve your hot flashes, sleeplessness, irritability, and other symptoms of menopause. And now you can finally lose weight. Yes, even that stubborn body fat with Ambrin Weight Loss, a powerful new product that will help you get the results you want. So you can finally lose the weight and all those other awful menopause symptoms. Call now and ask how you can get your free sample of Amberin Weight Loss. Just call 1-800-245-9551. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Call Amberin right now, 1-800-245-9551. That's 1-800-245-9551. 1-800-245-9551. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Scientists look for a lot of weird stuff, and they make money when they find it. You know, they go down and look for buried treasure or gold or something like that. Who would have thought you could find hyena poop and it would be worth something? It did. Uh, human hair was found in fossilized hyena poop. And it suggests that our ancestors satisfied the hunger of others during prehistoric times. The fossilized dung, part of a hyena latrine, is going to be described in the latest issue of the Journal of Archaeological Science. The latrine was first found a few years ago at Gladys Vale Cave in the Valley of South Africa, but recently it went through an additional barrage of testing. Our ancestors lived there literally, uh, uh, they were a wild bunch about 257,000 years ago. Well, we all know that birds sing, but did you know that mice do as well? And they do it to protect themselves. So they must sing really bad, or it's the same tune over and over and over again. But anyone with pet rats or mice know that they make all kinds of weird vocalizations. And of course, most species on the planet do, but when it comes to defending their territories, birds tend to scream and not sing. So it turns out that at least some mice do sing. Songs consist of a set of rapidly repeated notes called trills, and notes are produced each time an animal opens and closes its tiny mouth. That's about 15 times per second. The songs vary, so mice who live in the jungle of the Amazon may sound one way. Mice in Detroit, they've also been studied, they sound another way. And I'm not really sure how mice in L.A. might sound. (laughs) But next time you hear a mouse sing, you're going to know why. A cat lover is amazed some animal experts... They were able to teach their pet cat to use a human toilet, believe it or not. And 29-year-old Luke Evans became fed up with his cat using a smelly litter tray in his second floor flat. So he trained his nine-month-old cat named Salem to go to the bathroom in his bathroom. He offered him cheese-flavored treats as a reward. That cat can also shake paws and roll over 
and he's currently being taught to fetch. You know, it might have been easier to just get a dog to do all this. But anyway, his human-like toilet skills have left experts baffled. And Luke, who lives with his partner in England, said a lot of the time we don't even realize that he's been to the loo. Sometimes I should probably do that with a better English accent, but sometimes we hear him scratching at the seat, but it's only when we step into the bathroom and see the evidence in the toilet that we know for sure. He can't use the flush yet. He needs more training for that. Took a couple of months for him to pick it up, but we used a child's toilet seat uh, for training at first. I guess it's a pretty rare thing. He mentioned it at work and everybody was pretty amazed. I'm pretty amazed. If I could get my kids to... uh, aim and use the toilet, I'd be happy, let alone a cat. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Fido Friendly Magazine presents the 5th Annual Month-Long Pet Adoption Tour, Get Your Licks, on Route 66. Sponsored by Ford and Animal Radio, with accommodations provided by Kempton Hotels. And special thanks to Car App sponsor, Stella and Chewy's, and our safety sponsor, Tag, the GPS Pet Tracker. This life-saving tour travels from L.A. to Chicago, supporting adoption events. Log on to FidoFriendly.com to find out where the tour stops in a city near you and join the Get Your Licks on Route 66 Pet Adoption Tour, saving lives one shelter at a time. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's, family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to StellaandChewy's.com. Imagine if part of your job was to enjoy your favorite beer. Ah, delicious. Just about every day, our founder, Jim Cook, enjoys his favorite, Sam Adams Boston Lager. Why? To make sure it tastes as good as that first batch he brewed in his kitchen. Smooth yet flavorful, with a deep amber color and a head so thick you can float a bottle cap on it. In fact, every batch of Boston Lager is tasted over a hundred times before it leaves our brewery. So if we haven't tasted it, neither will you. Cheers, man. Cheers. Sam Adams Boston Lager. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Safe responsibly. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. We decided instead of the regular donuts, we would bring in Cronuts, the, what are those? They're the they're, gold standard of donuts. Yeah, well, they're donuts made with croissant dough. Wow. I know. They were very crunchy. They're they were very, very good. flaky. And I thought we had enough, but apparently we didn't have enough. You can never have enough Cronuts. Didn't, didn't have enough. I think you guys hid them or something. Uh, no. There's, there's crumbs all over the, there's crumbs all over the floor here. There's crumbs all over Hal's shirt. Ladybug likes the Cronuts, but they can't be good for her. What do your dogs think of the Cronuts? Not mine. My dog is very smart. He, you know, he won't either. He won't touch a grape. He wants uh, sniffs it and is like, "That's the end of that." Anything bad for him, he won't eat. It's like a, he was born with that gift. All right. Well, I got to tell you, Magnum will eat anything. He's eaten 
dead rats that he's found at the park and he <laughs> slithers them down like spaghetti with the tail going down his throat. And I'll tell you what, this dog has had three toxicities in his life. He ate like two pounds of chocolate once. Um, and he is the hardest dog to get to vomit. So when you have a toxicity and you need to make them vomit, he won't do it. I can't yeah, get all yeah. the drugs that induce vomiting. Don't work on him. Were you having so a bad day, Deb? Uh, you know, <laughs> what were you doing with two pounds of chocolate in your house? Was that a cry day? <laughs> I was PMSing. What do you think? <laughs> Try a Cronit next time. Or a Cronit hole. Al, you're a psycho. I think you should be doing a commercial on TV for the Try a Cronut or a Cronut hole. You just pop up every time there's a problem in a family. Like, <laughs> people going through a divorce. Try a Cronut or a Cronut hole. I, uh, let's uh, go to Linda. Hi, Linda. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. How are you? Good. What, what city are you in? Moton. It's near Reading, Pennsylvania. That's a pretty big city. It's near Philadelphia, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have cronuts there? Do you know what a cronut is? No, I don't. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, uh, How can we help you today? Well, my husband and I adopted two Jack Russells two years ago. Mm-hmm. Lucy's three and Desi's five. Oh. <laughs> Lucy they're Desi. adorable. I love them to death. <laughs> but two Jack Russells are a handful. I bet. <laughs> But they're constantly eating rabbit turds, bugs, tiny little frogs, stink mm-hmm. bugs, and then they get sick. Ugh. And I don't know how to stop them from doing this. Oh, my goodness. So I have to say, you know, two Jack Russells in the house, that's like having two toddlers on uh, sugar <laughs> constantly. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, these are high energy dogs. So we have to remember what these guys are all about. They are all about running, chasing, doing things. So if they're not really getting as much activity, they're going to be seeking out fun. And I'll tell you, we were, my own dog, he loves to eat things and he will eat anything given that's in his way. So, um, you know, rabbit turds are on uh, Magnum's favorite list. Wow. They are fun. They are fun they're, for dogs to tasty. eat and yeah, um you know those herbivores, you know, they're you know, they ferment their food, so uh, it, it does taste good. <laughs> not, There's nothing I, I'm bad not in a speaking. rabbit turd, is there? Well, is there Dr. Debbie? I mean, that's really deer and rabbit turd. That's good stuff. You know, yeah, there's really nothing, and this is strange to hear from a veterinarian, there's nothing bad in a rabbit turd. Yes, Alan, you made me say it. Um, they, they won't catch parasites from eating the rabbit turds. Now, if they eat the rabbits, they certainly could get pretty sick and get a lot of diseases from that. But mm-hmm. eating just the turds are not likely to cause a lot of problem. But it's mostly a behavior of opportunity. So they like to ingest things. They're looking for things. And anything that they might encounter that looks or smells appetizing um, is going to be fair game. So... Um, for me, I would say the big thing is going to be keeping these guys occupied and keeping them entertained. And the big thing when I find that a dog is eating something they shouldn't, and I battle this all the time, is to not make a big deal out of it. The more you run them down or chase after them, uh, saying, no, 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 drop that, drop that, um, it's going to become more of a problem. It's going to be more yep. fun, and it's going to just perpetuate that behavior. So so fight that urge to chase them down to try to remove uh, the, the offending poo or whatever else they've got in their mouth. And um, okay. I would direct their behavior and really find some things that they can chew on and they can ingest. So for me, I like to use things like um, a little peanut butter in a dog toy, and you can freeze that, or you can make popsicles. So in the summer months, you can take even... And chicken broth and put those in the ice cube tray and give those for your dogs to lick or to chew on and um, really give them some chewing eating opportunities something that can be in place of those stink bugs and you know you think a stink bug would taste 
horrible enough, but dogs eat them. I have a suggestion, too. Well, I know myself, if I'm going to get sick, I'm not going to eat something again if it makes me sick. Yeah, you're not a dog. (laughs) I have a suggestion. Do you have a laser pointer? Because Jack no, Russell's day, get yourself a laser pointer, and you can sit in your chair in the yard, or you can take a walk around the yard, and you just point that thing at the fence and at the tree, and the dogs will run to it and go nuts trying to get it, and it wears them out. They they like chasing those laser pointers. Well, I do try to play with them as much as I can in the house. Now, they both must have sensitive stomachs from wherever they came from before, because the only thing they'll eat is milk bone dog biscuits. If I give them any other kind of treat, they get sick on it. Hmm. It's isn't it funny that they get sick on a uh, a, a very yeah. good yeah. treat food, but yet they can eat things in the yard and they seek it out with pleasure. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's just funny dog dog behavior, mm-hmm. definitely. And they don't sleep all night. They'll go oh. out at eleven o'clock, do their stuff, come back in, and then they want to go out again at two o'clock. But that's because they're nosy. You know, I'm sure Alan's going to say these dogs need to get a job. They need a job. Yes, they need to. They need to. They need to be worn out during the day. That's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Got to wear them out during the day. You got to tire them out so that they they like to lay around at night. All right. All right. You know, Alan, I'm always surprised because a lot of times people say their dogs get so much activity running in the backyard and playing with the other dogs. And, and I like to point out a personal history of my, one of my dogs, Jade, who's now 15. We would take her out when she was be well, when she was a little bit older, she was more of a ad- young adult. And we would take her out with our ATV and she would run 10 miles straight following us on the ATV running. And then she'd go home at the end of the night and she'd still chew her bone. So running back and forth and playing in the yard isn't always all that much activity. And and they're still looking for something to do. They need mental stimulation. I mean, that's why playing fetch is so much fun because and hiding things. You know you know what I do once a day for my dog? I take a hot dog and I cut it up into about thirty pieces. And then I tell him to go downstay and he hangs out. He already knows the routine. And I hide the hot dog pieces all over the yard. And then I go free. And he goes and he hunts for the hot dog pieces. It takes him about 35 minutes. It's very mentally stimulating. Then That's later great. on that day, my kids have to play with him every day. We rotate. We, we take turns. He's got a red ball. And we just throw that sucker for 45 minutes, and he just runs his butt off and brings it back. Runs his butt off and brings it back. You do that and s- then, the same thing with the kids, though, too. You make them yeah, hunt yeah. for the hot dog, too, right? Exactly. For dinner? Like, hunt for your dinner? Exactly. Exactly. So then the end of the day comes. We've got a routine. It's all about structure. So I bring him in the house. I give him his food. And he lays there all night, you know, and all the next day. I wake up in the morning, uh, 9, 10 o'clock. I'm like, hey, you want to go out? No, he just lays there. I have to, I have to go. Okay, it's time to go out, buddy. And then he gets up, and you know he doesn't claw at the door. He waits by my leg. I pet him. I open the door. I give him the signal. Okay, go out there. Just You're remember so this. smart. Yeah. Sit, Ellen. Sit. Here's a hot dog. Thank you. I will. I will. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks for your call, Linda. We appreciate you listening over there in Reading, Pennsylvania. W E E U is the station, and they've been an affiliate for almost. 10 years. Holy moly. I guess they're coming up on 10 years now. Yes. A lot of great animal lovers what, in the Reading what, period. Yes. What did we do wrong? What, I, I what, don't know what, what we did. It, it's not us. It's, it, it's, it's them. them. The numbers 
are toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. To animal communicator Joy Turner, dog father Joey Volani, dog trader Alan Cable, and veterinarian Dr. Debbie. Taking care of business with Jeannie. Hey, Jeannie, how are you doing today? Hello, Jeannie. Hi, this is Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Hello. Is this Major Nelson? I'm subbing for Joy today. I'm in for Joy. No, Joy's here today. <laughs> sure, I'll Let's do that. Joey's sure. Tip, and then I'll try this lady again. What the boss says. And you can sub for me any day, Hal. Be careful what Thanks. you say, Joy. Uh, that can only mean one thing. Ladies and gentlemen, the dog father, Joey Villani's on Animal Radio, brought to you by FlexRx. Like people, as dogs get older, arthritis is the most common problem they face, and FlexRx doesn't just mask those symptoms. It restores natural joint function. FlexRx, available at Pet Supplies Plus. How you doing, Joey? You back from Hershey, Pennsylvania? I'm all back. I'm all chocolated out. Uh, you know, my zits all went away. I'm, I'm good. But I'll tell you, being back east, um, you notice that the... Um, cold weather's coming in and you know out here on the west coast we're actually lucky because we got that nice um you know mild every you know we got that 70 degree weather basically all year round but what's going to happen now like everyone else around the rest of the country your skin is going to start to dry out and you're going to start start getting itchy now the same thing is going to happen with your dog so i know I, i i spoke about this before but it's something i like to talk about when the weather starts to change the heat goes on, especially people who have forced hot air heat, and their dogs are going to start to shed, and they're going to start to scratch, and people who are asthmatic or allergic to their pets, it's going to get worse, um, because there's, you know, the skin um, cells are going to start shedding, you know, just like a person, you yeah. know, you, you, you just, you know, you, you get itchy, you get dry, and you get flaky. Well, your pet's going to do the same exact thing. So, there's a couple of things you could do. Number one, if your dog is just scratching and it's just a little bit dry, just take some distilled water on a spray bottle, mist your dog down every day and brush it in. You're just giving a little hydration, you know, to the skin and coat when it needs to, um, needs to. You could do it, you know, anytime. You could do it as much as you want to do it. I just, I don't recommend, you know, saturating your dog. Just mist them down. The other thing though, if you're getting allergic reactions to your pet because now they're scratching and, and, and it's a little bit dry, if you mix one part of downy fabric softener to four parts of distilled water and put it in a spray bottle, spray your dog or cat every day. It's not going to hurt them. It's not going to be toxic to them. And again, just a light spray. Now, what this helps to do, and number one, it's going to moisturize a little bit, but more what it's going to do is going to keep everything down on the skin so it's not flying in the air. So Clean free. It's the best. Yeah, you don't yeah, have that there you go. static, huh? Does it get rid of the static? Well, it absolutely does. It's actually it's actually a great um, static remover for groomers as well. Uh, if you have it in the shop, um, you just spray it on the pet, and you can actually comb through and cut your dog's hair without a foul on the scissor. But um, it's it's a wonderful, wonderful thing for people who are allergic. You'll notice almost immediately you'll have relief. This was something that um, one of my mentors showed me back in the late 70s, and we've been doing it ever since. And um, the funny thing is, is we charge for this in the grooming salon to really? do it. So oh. the animal radio people have gotten a free tip from Joey Villani that would normally cost them 10 to $15 to do. And it's something that's real, real easy. Yeah. I keep there learning you know. so much from you. listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. 
dude, I was on my wife's laptop and a virus took over while I was, I, it was wild. What do you mean? I, I was just searching a city and all of a sudden these pop-ups went bananas, these virus pop-ups about this program I have to buy and if I don't buy it, it, it started scanning, it just went bananas and I could not turn it off. I it would not, I, I could not turn it off, I could not get rid of it. It was just the most frustrating thing. So finally, I found out where the file was. I started the computer in safe mode so it couldn't start itself, and then I got it out. I don't understand how it got in without my virus program, even knowing it was it was weird. Were you you weren't surfing porn because that's how? No, that's... no. I was I was checking a town in South Dakota to see what it was like. It was it was a bug in their website. Isn't that crazy? No, I know all the safe porn sites. And Judy says Tony's on the phone for Doctor Debbie. Hey, Tony. Hey there. How are you today? Good. What's going on? Hey, uh, I was calling, um, I have a cat. I have an exotic short-haired cat. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the breed. It's oh, sure, yeah. Persian. Yeah, they're short-haired Persians, basically. And uh, it's considered the extreme exotic short-haired because it has the complete flat face. And uh, I got this little girl from uh, a breeder, and she sold it real cheap. The reason being is part of her face, I guess it has something to do with her nostrils and her nose. It's something on the inside makes her where she constantly has a runny nose. And when she sneezes, I mean, she'll literally sling mucus all over the place. <laughs> mm. But she said that there really wasn't nothing that could be done. But some vets have said that, uh, you know, there could be surgeries or antibiotics or something. I was wondering mm -hmm. if I could get an idea of what you would think if you've seen this before. Oh, gosh, yes. And and I have to say, I love exotic short hairs, but they don't like me. I am very allergic to the breed, along with uh, some different uh, other exotic short hair breeds. They just make me itchy, sneezy, so I start blowing snot all over the place. <laughs> but um, as far as for kitties that do this, and, you know, you mentioned Persians and some of the exotic short-haired breeds, they definitely can have a propensity for chronic rhinitis, some eye discharge, and some degree of that can be normal. However, I usually characterize those kitties as the ones having just a little bit of just the brown to mucusy eye boogers and nose boogers. If we actually got snot, and snot is in my book equals green or a boogery kind of consistency, then we really have more of an infection component or a rhinitis that's going on. So we may very well have some kind of a chronic viral and or bacterial infection. And we know that actually 90% of the cases of kitties with these respiratory snuffly cases, they're generally viral, which means that they can come and go, can be a chronic problem, can actually be worsened at certain times in their life when they're stressed, they're nervous, other things are going on in, in their kitty life. So it may not be that there's nothing that can be done, but it may mean that you need to look at what you can do to help control her symptoms and to try to help things out. So if, I'm, if I hear someone say, oh, we just can't do anything to help my kitty, I like to make sure that that's truly the fact. And, and I think there could be some things done for your baby. just depends on how well we can control that. And, you know, it, it is a battle. And there are some cats. I've had cases where kitties with chronic snuffling cases where they're blowing boogers all over the walls, you know, we, we do our best to manage that, make them as comfortable as possible. And some kitties, it means long-term antibiotics. Sometimes we'll put them on antivirals um, or even things like lysine that can help with the herpes virus that is very common in these kitties. Um, now, that would help with the cat symptoms? 
It can, yeah, because the great majority of these kitties have a viral infection. Um, and of those, 90% of those infections are actually due to herpes virus and Khaleesi virus, which kind of have that waxing and waning course. So lysine is one thing that can help disrupt herpes virus replication in, in animals and as well as people. So we can supplement with that. And there's treats, there's pastes, and all sorts of things like that that we can use. Also, sometimes, you know, these antibiotics we'll use on a long-term basis for kitties, and we find a low dose of something that can actually help, maybe control things. Um, and uh, for some kitties, I like to look at whether or not we've done some diagnostics, because I've had some cats where they just, we can't get a handle on things, and they can actually develop little polyps, little kind of growths in the back of the throat or in the sinus passage. And they can even have where the cartilage just gets so diseased after a lifetime of all this snuffling and discharge and so forth, that the cartilage in the nose actually gets uh, kind of dead or what we call necrotic and it actually has to be cleaned out with surgery so um, there's a lot that can be done it just kind of depends on establishing where your particular kitty is and that might mean uh, if you haven't had her to a vet yet to check that out I would definitely recommend you do that um, let them take a good look a listen maybe run some basic lab work and try some of the routine therapies an antibiotic an antiviral maybe a lysine supplement for some people if you're really good and your cat's really accepting you can do nasal flushes, um, but it's not for everyone because the scratches can be immense for some cats um, with having that done. Um, but there's definitely, yeah. like I said, there's a lot we can try for your baby. Yeah, she's a very sweet cat, and nobody, basically the breeder said that nobody wanted her because of what she does. And she uh-huh. had, now, now some days she has good days to where... There's not that much discharge or anything, and the eye discharge is is really annoying, too, because it's a really dark, dark brown, and it can actually smell real bad, too. Mm -hmm. And she just said that the vets had told her that they couldn't do anything, but we had noticed that some of the mucus coming out was the green color, which Mm -hmm. is viral and everything. And That's bacterial, usually, if we got green. Yeah. We just thought maybe there's something, some type of medication or treatment that we could do for her to to make her more comfortable. Because now when she gets in a sneeze fit, she will literally sneeze, you know, ten times to sit there and, and we have to grab her real quick and and hold her and, and we'll wipe the stuff up and everything, but calm her down because it's very traumatic for her. Oh, absolutely. And, and definitely there's a lot of discomfort that these kitties can go through. And so, yeah, I, I would say definitely let's, and if I, if you're describing stuff that smells coming out of her eyes or her nose, by all means, yes, this baby needs some medication and let's get her on some antibiotics. You know, there's even some nice anti-inflammatories and antihistamines we'll use with cats, but I, I think we just got to make that step, get to the vet and, and let's try getting her on at least some management tools that you can do at home, whether they're um, eye drops, medications, or even things like humidity that we can add to her environment to help allow her to bring up those snots a little bit more effectively with less irritation. Um, And we're getting into cold flu season here, so this is probably a great thing for anyone who's suffering through this. And I know I just went through a respiratory infection myself. It really sucks. (laughs) So I can't urge you enough to, to get that baby into the vet, at least get a basic plan of how we can help her with some medicine. Radio, and time for us to visit once again with Dr. Joel Aaron Quigg. 
And I must ask you, Doc, Dr. Joel, you know what a cronut is, right? Say that again. You know what a cronut is? C-R-O-N-U-Cronut? No. <sighs> and you call yourself an expert. <laughs> really? I, uh... <laughs> I guess I really am. Go ahead. Cutting. I give up. Go yeah. ahead. You got me. What? Knock, knock. What's a cronut? It's the biggest thing going these days. It's been on the news. They're selling them on eBay for 40 bucks. It is a croissant donut. It is a croissant dough fried in and sugar and all that good stuff that you probably don't eat anyway. So. Yeah, because you want to buy all your food on eBay. Good, but a cronut, a cro- croissant, and a donut. Yes, that's what yes, it is. Yes, it's and, a donut made with croissant dough. And today we actually brought in cronut holes. So. <laughs> Why does everybody laugh? Have you guys had a stage? Have you guys had a stage? A what? <laughs> it's a chicken leg mixed with prime rib. That's what that is. You're uh, making a dosans. Oh, I'm gonna have yeah. a dosans. You're making them that's up like now. That's like that tofurkeys or whatever they call those yeah. things. It's a, a cow wrapped in a lamb, wrapped in a chicken, wrapped in a turkey. You know, wrapped in a croissant. Uh, anyway. I think that you know certain things in our. It's a big country we live in, and it certain is. things are, are very localized. And thank God for that. Yeah, <laughs> New York City's a New York, California. Really, yeah. New York all the way to California. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what city do you live in? You you live in a pretty big city, don't you? Yeah, I'm in Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, I'm okay. In the I'm in the heartland right now. Well, you would yeah, have there. Cheese. You would have barbecued cronuts <laughs> there. St. <laughs> Louis style barbecued cronuts there. It's all in the sauce. It's all <laughs> all in the sauce. <laughs> it really is. And speaking of sauce, watch this smooth segue. Okay. From sauce to vaccines, because vaccines. Oh, are, that was real smooth. Yeah, huh? vaccines are kind of like a sauce, right? They're a special sauce. No, I'm not. Flavor our lives. Yeah, not we, following you. There are a lot of vaccines that our animals should have that are basic ones that they should have. Doctor Debbie, I got to ask you when you when you uh, have a new client that comes in with a cat or a dog, what are the mandatory ones that you tell them that they should have? Well, it really depends on their age and their lifestyle, but um, in, in any jurisdiction, rabies is going to be very important for protecting them and uh, the public health uh, side of things. And, and in cats, there's distemper, uh, dogs parvovirus, distemper. Temper in in lifestyles where they're boarding, you know, can be kennel cough things like that. But you know, I will say is that unfortunately, a lot of people are afraid of vaccines now. So there's this whole trend: people are backing away from vaccinating their pets, and it's actually leading to you know a lot of waves in infectious disease that I'm seeing in practice. And I actually the other day we had two dogs that were previously vaccinated but not maintained on vaccines for parvo, and they came down with it. So wow. you know, we we need to really look at this. It's still a very important topic. Prolabs has had um, USDA approved uh, vaccines, single dose, um, over the counter uh, use uh, for for years made by the same folks that make uh, the vaccines for vets in practice. Comes with a syringe needle for easy or not so easy administration, but it's the same stuff that uh, uh, we use in practice. And uh, one of the problems that we've had over the last couple of years with the recession and money being being an issue for a lot of folks a lot of animals are not getting vaccinated and these over-the-counter options uh, for folks who can't get to the vet either the dog's really aggressive uh, live too far away uh, they can still protect their dogs from the major problems major diseases that we as as veterinarians and uh, as pet owners worry about and that includes um, distemper parvovirus um, Canine hepatitis, leptospirosis, kennel cough, all those fun diseases that um, we hope never to 
see either as an owner or as a veterinarian. And the nice thing about the kennel cough vaccine um, for for you, for those folks who are nervous about giving it, it's a nasal um, oh. um, administration, just the nose drops. Oh, so it's so not a needle. You know, a little drop will do you, and anybody can, can do that. Very good. Pro-lab. ProLabsPets.com ProLabsPets.com I'll put a link over at AnimalRadio.com for you Terrific Dr. Joel, thank you so much for joining us again My pleasure, guys Have fun out there You're listening to Animal Radio Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405 Hey everybody, this is Kenny Lee Lewis from the Steve Miller Band Just want to tell everybody out there on Animal Radio Thanks for loving your pets Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. It's toll free at 1-866-405-8405 to the dream team. And today is supposed to be a very funny show. I think this hour it's going to pick up. I'm thinking, we're having comedians on today, a couple comedians. This hour, we're talking to a lady who says 70% of female respondents said they'd marry their dog if they could. Would you marry your dog, Dr. Debbie? Uh, No, I don't think so. I really don't. I don't need any more attitude. Boss gives me plenty of attitude. I don't want to be married to that. What about you? uh, No, I'd stay single. I'd still have my dog, but I'd still be a single woman. I I just want a date. Yeah. Okay, well, commitments. Play the field. Yeah. We'll find out what that's all about, because I think that's kind of a... A big estimate, seventy percent. I don't. That's a lot. That's, a that's lot. pretty high. We'll talk. That's to- just saying that. What do you think about men? You know, I know. Your dog is a better candidate. Jeez, can, can I just say tell much? You, yes. The what? only target, the only people that you can make fun of anymore in this whole world without offending anybody is men. That's it. That's all we got left. Is the average <laughs> fat white guy who's fifty years old? You can make fun of him. You can make him look like an idiot, and nobody's going to get upset with that. It is hot here. It is. Hot it is what eighty six eighty six degrees out there. Yeah, it's <clears> hot. One hundred and ten in the studio, and it's got to be one hundred and thirty in my pants. Stacy, <laughs> Stacy, what are you working on? There's been movies made about killer bees, killer flies. I mean, Hollywood's gone crazy with it, but they're they're really feeling the effects of real killer hornets in central China. 28 people have died already from them. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. These things are huge. They're huge. I got stung by 23 black hornets once. No. no. It was the most painful thing ever. My first car was a hornet. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Not second car. Hey, David, what's up? Hey, man. Who's this? This is Animal Radio. i got Dr. Debbie right here to my left, to my right, Alan Cable. Judy's over there. I'm sitting here in a nice uh, tweed shirt, and uh, we're all just (laughs) waiting for you, buddy. (laughs) Okay. Here's the scenario. I board my horses down on a country road at some stables. Now, the woman took Mama Raccoon because it was skinning her calf off 20 miles away and just left these three little babies in the wall where I stabled my horse. Mm. So I got them out just to discover that they don't have any teeth yet. Their eyes are barely open. And I had my 13-year-old daughter with me that was going, oh, Dad. <laughs> so I got three baby raccoons. We're going to keep them. My wife has got a hold of some website that says they're vicious after six months. And they. now I understand they steal from you. 
anything bright, shiny, car keys, glasses, whatever it may be. Uh-huh. But everybody I've talked to up here that has raccoons themselves say, no, that's all a lie. Now, I, mm. I do understand that I need to get them fixed, and they need to get the rabies shots and, and just different shots. But I guess what I'm asking is, would it, is there a place that you know of here in, in, in northern Texas that I may take them to so they can have a normal life? Okay. All right, David, this is going to be a call that you're not going to probably like anything I have to tell you. <laughs> I'll be very okay. honest. Okay. The the honest truth about raccoons as pets is they make pathetic pets. Now, there may be exceptions, but generally, these are wild animals. So even if they're raised generations in captivity, when they hit maturity, generally by two years of age, they become aggressive, um, they get big, um, and they become destructive. But that's only one part of the equation. The biggest part of the equation that I have is human health. And there are several conditions and diseases that are putting yourself and your children in jeopardy. And as a veterinarian who is trained in zoonotic diseases, diseases that affect people and animals, the raccoon is definitely not a pet I would recommend to have around children. And the reason is many. One is because in the United States, the raccoon is the most common vector or carrier for rabies. And actually, 36% of wildlife cases are because of raccoons. So it is not a critter that I recommend. Now, the reason is because if a human is bitten by, uh, even if you've kept this baby indoors, they've never been outside, you're confident it's never been exposed to rabies. If this raccoon were to bite any human individual, it needs to be put to sleep. And that is one of the big challenges with people who raise raccoons. So in order to raise raccoons, you need to have a wildlife rehabilitation license, and that would be the person I would recommend that you take these babies to. And you can check with uh, um, your, your state um, uh, health and animal control units. They can direct you on that. But there's yet another disease that's even, well, just as terrifying that can affect people that, that raccoons carry. And they have a type of roundworm called Bayless ascaris. And they shed massive quantities of this parasite in their feces, thousands of eggs every day, and contaminate environments. And this worm, when it develops into people, it causes severe neurologic disease or death. And the bad thing is that kits that age, so when they're seven, nine weeks of age or younger, they may test negative for this parasite if we were to check their stool sample. But they may go on later to shed this parasite. So it is a very serious threat for human health. And, um, you know, that plus rabies plus the aggression issues, I really don't recommend them as pets. Now, I have treated raccoons. I will tell you there are vets that do. And, uh, yes, they can be spayed and neutered and vaccinated. There are really no vaccines that are recognized in raccoons, so you can give them rabies vaccines, but if they bite someone, like I said, they're pretty much going to have to be destroyed because of the human health issues involved with rabies. So that's the hard truth, and um, you know, I know there are people that have raccoons, and they're a lot of fun when they're little, but um, you know, it really is a, a type of critter that I do recommend that you get in the hands of a wildlife rehabilitator so they can raise them uh, so that they can return to the wild good healthy and um, you know keep your family safe now who do i call to find one of these people 
Well, you want to check. You can check. Start with your animal control authorities. Um, that would be one uh, source. Um, if there's a Department of uh, Wildlife in the area, um, you would check yeah, with them. Yeah, there's one of those. Yeah, they they will be able to direct you to that that person, and um, that's the you know the best thing I could advise for these little guys' sake and and for your own. Yeah, I mean I'd rather have them out in the wild, anyways. I mean, I'd hate to be caged up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know it, they they are interesting, fun little critters, but uh, you know they definitely can have their share of trouble <laughs> when they get older. I will tell you that. So yeah, I got well, a good friend luck. with one. He's two years old and. Half the time he doesn't make it to work because the raccoon took and hit his keys. Oh, his oh. <laughs> I don't know how often that the excuse would go over at work, you know. <laughs> yeah, the, my boss is getting really upset with him, but yeah. I don't know. We just have to wait and see. Yeah, you're gonna have to break the news to your daughter, and I'm sure that ain't gonna be easy. You know, kudos no, for saving the babies. Oh, kudos. Tell her she did a good thing. The, the babies were saved, and now they're going to go on to live a happy life in the wild where they should be. All right. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks for your call today, David. We appreciate it. one 405 That is toll-free to the Dream Team here at Animal Radio. I forget to mention that they're illegal in a lot of states. Oh. Raccoons are illegal as pets. In some states, raccoons are illegal as pets. And not only that, you could be fined up to $20,000 if you keep them as pets. So it would be very prudent to check with your wildlife authorities. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hey, it's Guy Fieri. And before the game, it's all about the tailgating. Burgers, sausage and peppers, onions, hot wings, you name it. But come game time, if you got yourself a whole bunch of heartburn, roll out the Rolaids. Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things you love. Rolaids gets you back in the action fast. Its dual active formula neutralizes more acid than Tums. For indigestion and heartburn, get rapid relief with Rolaids. R-O-L-A-I-D-S? Now that's how you spell relief. Use as directed. Acid neutralization may not correlate with symptom relief. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. 
It's Animal Radio, toll free at 1-866-405-8405. To animal communicator Joey Turner, dog father Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, or Dr. Debbie, we go to Brian. Hey, Brian, how are you? Good evening. I'm doing just fine. How y'all doing? You're doing good. What city are you in? I'm in uh, Standish, Michigan right now. I'm not even going to ask you if you heard of Cronuts, okay? Cronuts. It's heaven is what it is. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're confusing heaven. people. Uh, Can but, we get back to work here? Uh, and let's And let's, let's stop this how. <laughs> Brian, this yeah. is Dr. Debbie here, and, and I, 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 I have a feeling. I'm, a, I'm, yes. an old, I'm an overall truck driver, and, and now and then I don't get home on Saturdays. I just happen to come across the station here a couple of weeks ago, so if I'm out on Saturday, I definitely try to listen to you people. You're very interesting. Great. Well, thanks. What's going on with your animal? Well, I got two dogs, but um, one's a Great Dane, one's a Husky uh, rival mix. But I got cats also, and every once in a while, I catch them in the cat box trying to eat the poop. Oh yeah. Is that good, is that good for them? Does that hurt them? And I, I keep mine of it. I, I can't see how that being very tasty. <laughs> you know what? We as humans cannot understand the delicacy of Kitty Roca. But dogs find it so appealing, and it, it, it's, yes, it, there must be something incredibly tasty, because it is a very satisfying behavior for uh, these guys. Is this cronuts or, 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 or kitty roca? Kitty roca, oh, kitty sorry. roca. Yes, like almond roca, but, you know, in the litter pan. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, is it good? No, definitely not, because you know they're they're definitely eating fecal matter, which is going to be right. uh, a higher rate for parasite uh, infestations. But also, there are dogs that will just have GI upset; they'll vomit. And I actually had a puppy the other day that came in, and you know he was pretty sick the night before. And mom said, you know what, he vomited this morning. That smelled like. Crap, and well, it was. <laughs> so, um, it really can make them physically ill. So, it, it isn't a good thing. And if it's happening on a regular basis, it would be something that I advise to make steps to try to prevent that. But oh, it can I be the challenge. It, I keep it, yeah, I keep it away from me. And if I, I got a spot now where they can't really get to it, but if they get a chance to, they try to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, I have some clients that have good success with putting larger size boxes and like cutting out one side so the cat can go through and then have the litter pan on the other side. Um, that can be kind of a neat little setup for some, um, or even just okay. little, little, um, separators that the cat can jump over, but the dogs, um, you know, visually maybe just can't see the litter pan. And that sometimes gets it off their mind if they're not just walking right by the litter pan and go, Ooh, there's a little kitty turd. And they're going to pick it up and, and have some fun with that. But, you know, this yeah. is another place where um, I'm a little mixed when it comes to the self-cleaning litter boxes. I think for some kitties, they can be a little scary for them. But for other cats, this is a great way to keep the litter box clean and not have it sitting around for your dogs. Um, so you might consider something like that for your cats as well. well got, if they get into it, they got to work at it because I've got a covered cat box. It's like a kennel, oh, yeah. you know, it's got a big top on it, and they catch the wind into it, okay? And the dogs get into it, they got to stick their whole, whole head into the hole and try to get to it. Yeah, so if you have a cover on your litter box now, and say you get, you know, some big box, you get something shipped to your house, you make a, a cut on that on either end, small enough that your cat can get through, but your dogs can't. So it's kind of like a kitty tunnel then in that sense. And, um, you know, that's just a, one other barrier um, that your dogs might not have the opportunity to get to the litter box there. Uh, that's a good idea. 
Yeah, okay. and then you can decorate it with stickers, and your cat will love it. <laughs> if you have kids in the house, sure. it could be a real project. <laughs> okay. I appreciate the time. I appreciate it. I do enjoy listening to the show. I, well, I listen to it on Saturdays when I can. Well, thanks. Yeah, you got time for one more quick question? What's up? Um, my, my Rottweiler Husky Mix, when he's outside on his chain, he's pretty rambunctious at times. When I first got him about five years ago, I live in about five acres. I let him run out and have to run the run of the neighborhood, basically. Mm-hmm. And he always came home, and he still does come home. But now, if I let him out, and he gets off the chain or, or get away from the wife from me, he'll run and try to... He don't know him normally go far. He doesn't try to... Well, he, 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 does, he tries to keep away from you. If you go oh. inside, get him, he'll, he'll stay away from you. But when he's ready to come home, he'll come sit by the door, and I'm ready to go in. And when, he get, and when he's in the house, he's a completely different dog. He's as calm as can be and just docile. And I just, sometimes I think he's retarded. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, he's retarded. having fun. And this, Alan, yeah, I'm going to let you jump in on this. Hey, buddy, you know, dogs need to run and play and have a good time and they need exercise. So if he's not right. getting exercise and you let him go off the leash, he's going to take off. And if you go after him, it becomes a game, you know, where you're chasing. Oh, yeah, he- he likes to play. He'll put his feet down, spread them out, look at me, and go back and forth. <laughs> He's playing, yeah. So is there a problem with that? Is there something you don't like about that? What's your goal? What do you want to change? Well, I'd like to have him, uh, when he runs, I'd like to have him come to me when I call him. He'll just okay. ignore me and well, keep running away. Well, I'm not you know, worried that, about that, him so much, but we got neighbors in the vicinity with that uh, got chicken and stuff, and I just say he's going to get in trouble one of these days. Well, that that's going to take you time to teach him. Though, are you ready to commit that time? Do you have the patience and time to teach your dog to come to you when you call? Uh, not as much as I probably should because I'm a truck driver. I'm gone most of the time. I'm home. Okay. So what I would suggest for you, my friend, if you don't have the time to teach your dog this, is to get yourself an underground fence and just stick it in. An underground fence? Yeah, I thought about doing that at one time. Yeah. Yeah, I've got one. And, you know, I don't even use it anymore because, uh, you know, my dog pretty much gets tired out every day. I play with him a good 45 minutes a day to where he's so worn out and he knows where the boundaries are. So I don't even keep the fence on. He knows where he's supposed to go. Even if there's a bunny, which there's lots of bunnies and deers, he will stop where the fence is and let the bunny, you know, run off. And that's because he's been taught with my patience and my time that, hey, this is where you can go, and that's it. And he obeys that rule. And, you know, whenever I catch him obeying that rule, I reward him. A lot of people make the mistake of whenever they catch their dog doing something wrong, they reprimand, but they fail to notice all the things their dog is doing that they like and reward. So when your dog is just sitting there being calm at your side on the porch, that's when you give him affection. That's when you say, Hey, good boy. And on the, oh, and yeah. on the occasions when your dog does come to you when you call him, that's when you say, good boy. Now, when he, when he gets down into that stance where he wants to play with you, you don't say a word, you turn around, you walk away, you sit on the porch, you say nothing. And that's going to teach your dog, yeah, I'm not into that. The only way you're going to get attention from me is if you come to me and lay down by my side. And you have some treats in your pocket, and when he comes to you and lays down by your side, you say, good boy, and you give him a treat. And it teaches your dog over time the behavior that you want. Now, Alan, could you use this in a form of, like, clicker training where you, like, say you have a horn that you want to blow and then you give your dog some special edible treat and kind of teach him that, you know, hey, when you You hear the sound, you come running. 
We were talking, Debbie, about all the different creative ways people, if people pay attention to their dogs, uh, there are so many creative ways you can come up with to teach your dog things. What people have to remember is that dogs cannot speak. They do not understand English. So you've got to figure out ways to coax them into doing what you want. Little games, little tricks. You know, leash walking is probably the most difficult thing to teach a dog. And the way to do it is by you got to have patience, and when the dog, again, pulls at the leash, you got to stand there like a tree. When the dog stops oh, yeah. pulling at the leash, good dog. So what Deb says, clicker training is really cool. I really like clicker training. Uh, you have to learn how to do it, though, and you have to commit the time. As with anything, teaching a dog takes a little time, and it takes patience. People think that when their dog is doing something they don't like, they can correct it in a day. It doesn't oh, work no. like that. No, no. It doesn't work I, like that. because. Once a dog Well, you know what, that. buddy? Let me tell you what to do. I'll give you something to do that will give you immediate results. Yeah. Do not let your dog out of the house anymore without a leash on. Bring him out of the house with a leash on and walk him for ten minutes at your side. Teach him to walk by your side for ten minutes. Tell him he's a good dog when he's not pulling at the leash. Then let him off the leash and give him a hand signal to let him know, okay, you're free now. Make him work for his freedom. He will have much more respect for you. Much more. Always enter the house first. Always leave the house first. Always control the food. And don't let him outside of your house off the leash anymore. Even if it's only for five minutes, make him work at getting his freedom. Okay. Makes sense. If he's a dog that likes to fetch and bring stuff back, teach him how to bring a ball back and play with him for 35, 40 minutes, and he won't want to run away anymore. Trust me. Okay. I'll try that. I know he likes to play. He does like to play stick. I throw a stick, yep. he'll, he'll get it. Then he, play, he won't let me get it right away. He gotta, I got to kind of get it from him. Then he'll pull out it. we got to play a little game of tug of war before he let go. You don't want to do that. See, that's, again, you're buying into his game. He's, he's setting the rules. The rule is oh, you throw I the see. stick. You throw the stick, then you go sit in your chair, and you wait. That's all you do, and he will bring it back to you. It might take five, ten minutes. He might get distracted. He might go sniffing around. Then you go, hey, get your stick, after about ten minutes. And he will learn to bring you the stick. Trust me. Okay. I'll definitely give that a shot. I really will. Good luck on that, Brian. I appreciate your time. No problem. Anytime. What's that? Anytime you need some help, you just give us a holler, okay? I will do. Now that I got your uh, website and everything, I'm going to get my wife. To, I don't get on the, the, the real smartphone, but she got one. I'm going to get your app downloaded. Does she bring her stick back when you throw it? Oh, stop, Alan. Hey. Uh, <laughs> stop it. Don't listen to him. No, she makes me chase it. <laughs> there you go. Good answer. Good answer. Brian, you're a good man. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Brian. Appreciate it. one 405 Yeah, he's going to download the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. You should do it right now. Musicians, what if you could get below cost pricing on thousands of guitars, amps, and effects now through Tuesday at Guitar Center? Deals like American made Gibson SGs for just $379, Taylor Acoustics just $719, Schecter Electrics for $79. It's Guitar Center's Guitarathon. Deep markdowns on custom shop models, prototypes, rep samples, and discontinued items from top manufacturers like Fender, Gibson, Taylor, Martin, PRS, Boss, Digitech, and more. Guitarathon. 
Guitar Center's biggest guitar amp and effects event of the year ends Tuesday. Don't you just hate paying for things you don't need? Well, I do. And that's why I'm here to tell you about PennyBackup.com. We all know about those big companies that allow us to back up our computer files to a safe place on the web, and, and that's great. What makes me crazy is that they make me pay for gigabytes of storage that I don't need. PennyBackup.com is here to the rescue. Same features, same data protection, same services, but you pay only 8.9 cents per gigabyte used. That's less than a dime per gigabyte. Save money, lose nothing along the way. Go to PennyBackup.com. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, you know what? I'm the type of person when there's a bee, I'm gone. I'll run for miles to get away from it. I'll be in the middle of the freeway and I'll get out of my car. According to The Guardian, there have been 28 people so far who have died and hundreds have been injured in a wave of attacks by giant hornets in central China. The hornets are also known as Vespa mandarinia, and they reportedly chased people for hundreds of miles and then stung them as many as 200 times. The venom from these stings can cause shock and kidney failure. And as if you wouldn't die from sheer terror, the average stinger on a giant Asian hornet It measures about a quarter of an inch. That's like getting a shot. Poachers have devised a sinister and cowardly way of killing African elephants. They're poisoning them with cyanide. At least a 100 African elephants have been poisoned in recent days, and that's from just one place in Zimbabwe. Hwange National Park. It's the largest game reservation in the nation. The poachers place salt laced with cyanide around the water holes where the elephants drink. And then the elephants eat the salt and they die from the poison. There were eight poachers. Three of them have been caught and sentenced so far. Cyanide leads to an agonizing death for elephants. They fall to the ground and then poachers come and they remove those valuable tusks. A research team is making some new claims that Bigfoot is real. And that came through Adrian's uh, visual sightings and, and Richard's visual sightings. And me and my family, we came across a large footprint in the, in, in the Colorado mountains. And, and so things like that shook your reality. Dennis Fole, he's with the Sasquatch Genome Project. He showed several video clips of tall, hairy creatures at a news conference in Dallas. The footage was reportedly presented by an entrepreneur to promote an upcoming documentary. But some observers say that one of the clips has been around since 2005. So again, we say, is Bigfoot real or isn't he real? Hey, diddle diddle, the cat and the fiddle, the cow jumped over the moon. Might seem like a simple nursery rhyme, but... 
To an extent, it rings true. Animals have long blazed trails for human space explorers, and now comes word that a feline from Iran is going to be the latest to join this storied group of travelers. A senior space program official for the Iranian government announced that the country plans to send a cat, of course it's a Persian cat, to space. This comes on the heels of Iran's unconfirmed attempt to send a monkey earlier this year. You know, there's actually been a lot of animals that have been spent. They've, they've sent uh, spiders into space. Years ago, they did send dogs numerous times, actually, into space. But um, And I think even a cat a long time ago. So it'll be interesting to see if, uh, you know, it eats hummus when it's up there or what the deal is, why they're sending a Persian cat into space. We'll find out, and I'm going to report it to you. You can count on that. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Hey, it's Guy Fieri. And before the game, it's all about the tailgating. Burgers, sausage and peppers, onions, hot wings, you name it. But come game time, if you got yourself a whole bunch of heartburn, roll out the Rolaids. Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things you love. Rolaids gets you back in the action fast. Its dual-active formula neutralizes more acid than Tums. For indigestion and heartburn, get rapid relief with Rolaids. R-O-L-A-I-D-S? Now that's how you spell relief. Use as directed. Acid neutralization may not correlate with symptom relief. Wherever you are right now, right this moment, you've never been closer to saving a child. Every minute, malaria claims another life. But donating just $1 provides a life-saving test and treatment for one child in Africa. $1 given, one child saved. We have the tools to ensure no child dies from a mosquito bite. $1 at a time, one child at a time. That's the power of one. Save a life now by donating a dollar at PO1.org. Imagine if part of your job was to enjoy your favorite beer. Ah, delicious. Just about every day, our founder, Jim Cook, enjoys his favorite, Sam Adams Boston Lager. Why? To make sure it tastes as good as that first batch he brewed in his kitchen. Smooth yet flavorful, with a deep amber color and a head so thick you can float a bottle cap on it. In fact, every batch of Boston Lager is tasted over a 100 times before it leaves our brewery. So if we haven't tasted it, neither will you. Cheers, man. Cheers. Sam Adams Boston Lager. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Safe responsibly. My friends, Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewies. They now offer the uh, intro package. It's a fun little package, and you get to taste all the different flavors and find out which one your dog likes best. It's so cute. It's like the little oh. mini... They're great travel packs, too. Four ninety nine, where Stella and Chewy's is sold. The Chewy's Chicken Dinner, the Simply Venison Dinner, the Stella Super Beef, and the Duck Duck Goose. Now, it tastes like Cronuts to them, but it's much healthier than Cronuts. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Stella and Chewy's. Check their website out at StellaandChewy's.com. Are you feeling warm and fuzzy? I feel good all under. Our next guest uh, has a brand new book called Date Me, Date My Dog. And, uh, Finally. Yeah, well... <laughs> 
you date me, well, you're going to date my dog too. Oh, I get it. It's we're a package. That was like my bird. Yeah, my bird had had to approve had to approve my you know all my dates before my wife. I'm serious. Exactly. Was it with the bird would go under the couch and and bite them at their ankles? <laughs> well, they say that animals are you know the best test of a that's right of a spouse or a partner, or girlfriend or boyfriend. If your animals like them, then. Uh, you know, that's all you need. That's it. So we welcome to the airwaves, Leanne Jashaway. Is it Jashaway? Hi, Joshua. Leanne. Jashaway. How are you doing, Leanne? I'm great. How are you? Good. I just started your book this morning. Don't you hate well, it, it when somebody... It won't take you very long. It's a short book. Well, I... Hal reads a little I, I like the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are... They're mostly just milk bones, so you must be part canine. <laughs> so did you have trouble with uh, meeting men and, and them not liking your dogs or your animals? No, actually, it came... It... I have no trouble meeting them. <laughs> My trouble is marrying the wrong ones. That that's a whole other book. No, basically, <laughs> I I I am an animal rescue person, and I know how many dogs end up in shelters for reasons such as my boyfriend doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And 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 being a humorist who's also an animal welfare person, I thought, well, maybe I could you know help out a little bit in a humorous way to help young women especially, because, you know, young women aren't really sure of who they are and whether their dog is a phase they're going through. And so I wanted to just make a funny book that says, hey, you know, dog lover is who you are and don't, you know, don't go for a guy that, that puts himself between you or your dog. Find somebody that accepts you as the woman who is a dog lover. So as a woman, where are you going to find these men? All over the place. The, the idea is don't look in the wrong places because how well, insecure you know, does a just, does a guy have to be to you know to to be okay? It's me or the dog. What kind of an insecure gerbil head does that? Well, there are a lot of them, um, and I've met some. Of them. <laughs> I've dated so, some of them, right? And so, but it, you know, when you're young and you're, you're a young woman and your self confidence isn't you know the older we get, the more self confident we get. It, you, it's like this guy likes me. I have to do what he wants me to do to for him to like me, and you know, and we don't want to do that when it involves another creature's life. So, and the places you find them are the places where you find dog lovers. You know, out in a dog park or at here in Eugene, Oregon, which is where I am. We have Bark in the Park, which is our annual Humane Society fun run walk that raises money, and all kinds of people show up with their dogs to run in that. We have a pet parade every year where families come and single people come and they bring their animals with them. So it's just about refocusing, you know, where you go. And, and of course, there's all kinds of online dating sites that um, are for animal lovers as well. So when you, when you meet a new guy, how soon can you bring out all your puppy pictures and all that without scaring them off? Third, third date. Third date. You, you, you don't want to come across as too crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So don't bring well, him back to your apartment. I have enough bumper stickers on the back of my car that that, that cat is out of the bag if, that, if my date sees my car. What about, uh, and this is a problem that we hear about all the time, at least once or twice a week, we hear about how um, the dog or cat might ruin the intimate mood in the bedroom. Right, and that's a, there's a whole chapter, the last chapter is, you know, when, when you get to that point, and that can be true. So, you know, one option is to not be at home the first couple of times, you know, make sure that you have a, a good introduction of the dogs to the man and that they like each other before that happens in your house. <laughs> You know why guys don't like it when dogs are in the bedroom? Because uh, they're afraid that the dog is staring at them thinking, hey, you, you're doing that all wrong. That's exactly what I was going to say, but I didn't, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. <laughs> uh, you can't hurt Alan's feelings. 
I have wiener dogs. Yes. <laughs> so there are three wiener dogs in the bedroom. <laughs> and that's, I hear that that's very intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> I see a, a statistic here in this uh, press release that I was given about you. It says 70% of female respondents say they'd marry their dog if they could. That's yep. that's an interesting one there for me. Why? Because 70% of the dogs are male. The other 30% are female. So you wouldn't marry your female dog. If they were all males, it would be 100%. I'd marry my female dog. <laughs> well, you know, if you think about it, and probably if you, if I, I haven't seen the statistic done with men, but probably a lot of guys would say the same. You know, a, a dog doesn't do a lot of the things that make women feel bad in a relationship and is, is you know, unconditional love all the time. Who who doesn't yeah. want that in a relationship? Yeah. So what if you have that rare guy that's a cat guy? Can a cat guy and a woman that likes dogs, can can they make that work? I it, Unless you have a severe cat allergy, I see no reason why that can't, or your dog has a severe cat allergy. <laughs> By that I mean is not good around cats. Can I just say that would sound that sounds like a great pilot for NBC right there. Yeah. A guy and a woman meeting, one's got the big dog, the other one's got the Persian cat. Can they get together? Exactly. Can they get together? And it needs to go beyond that cuz it's it's like if you come into my house, you know right away that dogs are a major component of my life because there are four ramps to the furniture in my small living room. Mm. So that I mean I think that would be great in the pilot. It's not just having the dog and the cat in their life, but their entire life is kind of set up to meet the needs of the cat. Yeah, yeah. So let's say you've had those first few dates, and things seem to be going really well. You really like the guy and everything, and you tell him about the dogs, and that doesn't work out. What is a good way just to let him off the hook, let him go, you know, throw him back in the water? It's not you, it's not me, it's the dog. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, I do recommend, and only slightly tongue-in-cheek, that you do bring your dog on the first date. Oh, really? Yeah, because, you know, dogs are really, most dogs, some dogs don't like anybody. So if your dog doesn't (laughs) like anybody, you can't use that as a predictor of whether somebody's right for you. But but dogs are really good. I would not hire a contractor if my dog didn't like him. So why should I date a guy? Dogs are a good judge of character. Right. So so don't go to a, a movie or a you know a, an expensive restaurant where a dog would be out of place. Have a date in you know in a park and play frisbee with a dog. Or if you have a dachshund, throw the frisbee. Have the dachshund stare at it and go, "What was that?" <laughs> <laughs> But it, it it gives your dog the opportunity to meet the guy and, you know, give his or her um, communication about it because, you know, dogs say a lot. They certainly and do. And, of course, if you're a guy and you're going out on a date with a woman who has a dog, it doesn't hurt to put chopped meat in your pockets. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh-huh. Or a little, a little peanut butter behind your ears, actually. Uh-huh. That's a really good spot. Peanut butter behind one ear and, and coffee, latte behind the other. you got the girl, the girl and the dog going for your ears. Oh, that sounds great. Well, the book is called Date Me, Date My Dog, Finding Mr. Right for You and Your Pack. I have 10 copies to give away right now at one 405 8405 If you're not lucky enough to get on through, get it online at Amazon.com or visit the website Accidental Comic. That's your website? Accidental. That is my website. It just happened by accident, didn't it? <laughs> it did. I, it's absolutely true. Yeah, people, same with me. People laugh at me, and I really don't intend them to. Well, that's not exactly what I meant, but oh. that's good, too. <laughs> <laughs> I actually... I accidentally took a comedy class and became a comedian. How's that working out for you? It's 20 years. Wow. Well, well, thank you so much for joining us, Leanne. Well, thank you for having me. It's been delightful. Leanne Joshua, the book, once again, Date Me, Date My Dog, Finding Mr. Right for You and Your Pack. You know, how might I say you would make a great laid-down comic? <laughs> 
You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Not only are you a great veterinarian, you're like a therapist. You're really good. You know what? A lot, manner. a lot of what I do as a veterinarian, it's, it's about the relationship between pets. So sometimes it's just mm-hmm. understanding what your pet is telling you. And, and you I mean, this is your skill, Alan. So we read the body language and all that. Sometimes have, I have to read. You have a, you have everything though. You have the total package. If, if most vets had what you had, whereas, you know, you've got the medical knowledge, but you also understand, you know, the dog behavior. What a great combination. I kind of wish you were my vet. Oh. I don't have the time, but I'd like to desensitize my dog from wanting to kill the vet. You know what? I don't want to get bit, man. <laughs> Oh, he won't, uh, he won't bite you because we would work on it together. I would just bring him in every day and get him to where he was at home there. That's the whole key. Mm-hmm. It is. It's really, and that's, that's a great thing that you mentioned is because a lot of people, oh, my dog or my cat hates going to the vet. You know what? You need to take them there more often, not yeah. when you're going to see the vet, just to go hang out, say hi to the ladies just at the front desk out. and put them mm-hmm. on the scale. And then you go. Give them a treat and leave. Mm-hmm. Go in the exam room, sit there, nothing happens, give them a treat, leave. That's that's how you do it. Vinny Penn coming at you on Animal Radio. You're a resident party animal, if you don't mind my saying so. I want to take a few minutes of your time today to talk about something that's called the Watchdog Report. It's basically a, a compilation of a, a list of names of the people who've made the most money in a given year. Uh, what's interesting about this is uh, the goal of the Watchdog Report is to take a look at all of the major nonprofit organizations and and just kind of filter out if the money's going into the right place or not. And of course, uh, PETA would play a big role in such uh, listing. And in the case of PETA, they actually have a parallel organization, a foundation to support animal protection that uh, reportedly is spending 100% of its so-called program budget on fundraising functions for PETA and blah, 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 blah. The point of this really is to just make sure that these people who are claiming to take money and put it in all of the right places and airing commercials where uh, owners are weeping over their one-eyed dog that if the average layperson donates X amount of dollars, that that money does go there. Basically, what you uncover in the Watchdog Report, too, is if you give just a little $20 to give it, that $20 that you're sending in might be hard-earned for you, and you might think you're doing the right thing, but that just turns around and goes into more mailers. It just goes into generating more pleas for more money. There's nothing more disconcerting than showing up at a, a fundraising event to benefit animals, as I've done in the past. Uh, One time I went to host a specific event raising money for an animal shelter and a gentleman pulls up in a Jaguar. Now it's appalling enough that he shows up in a vehicle named after an animal Uh, but as the night went on with his Blackberry hanging in his ear and all the important telephone calls that he's making in his Gucci suit I say to him, well you must have one hell of a day job. He said, well this is my day job, working for the animal shelter. Now there is just no way that working in an animal shelter in the valley, an animal shelter that I've seen and could use a good paint job, could generate enough capital for this man to be living this large. So we need the watchdog reports to just kind of look and make sure the money is going into the right place. So I stand by the fact that me giving him a kidney shot is not deserving of me spending a night in jail. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio.
You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Hey, Robert. Hello. How you doing, Robert? Good, I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? Um, I'm in Lamore, California. Hmm. Don't know where that is. Is that Northern California? Central. Right near Fresno. Right near Fresno. Are you listening on Kino? Yes, ma'am. I love their signal. 50,000 watts. I have Dr. Debbie right here for you. Well, hi. And I may not have 100,000 watts, but hey. Sometimes I got anyway. My smile is just as sunny. That's good. That's all you need. So what can I do for you? I've got a four-year-old Rottweiler, and she's been losing hair for about the last four months. Um, We just moved into a new house about a year ago. But, uh... Prior to that, she had a grass yard, and now we've got a pool and a lot of cement. So I'm wondering if maybe it's just something I didn't see before. I've looked it up online, and I guess a lot of people have some of the same complaints where they lose hair. It's kind of short and wiry, but mm-hmm. she runs and leaves the trail. You know, if she okay. scratches, she leaves a pile. If she lays somewhere, she gets up, and there's just tons of it. So we've tried to keep it down by hosing it off, but what that mm-hmm. did is this heat that we've got is it created wet ground, and now we've got millions of gnats. <laughs> I'm wondering if there's a way or if there's some, I thought it was our food, but we switched her food again, and it's not the food. Um, is that just the way they are? Is that normal? Uh, well, food. to some degree, yes, they, they do shed a lot. Now, I wanted to ask you real quick, is she having any kind of unusual hair loss, any baldness or sores, no, anything no, like no. that? No, it's all okay. pretty even. It, her coat stays pretty even. She has no raw areas or anything like that other than... Uh, maybe her heels where she lays down sometimes, you know? Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to be very honest with you. This is something that is not likely to be fixed. <laughs> not in the sense of how are we going to stop shedding, because shedding is a reality for every dog. Even those right. that don't shed much, those that are clipped, they still shed their hairs. Um, right. They just don't shed it in the same cycle. But dogs like Rottweilers and Labradors in particular are well known for the just excessive amounts of hair that they shed at any particular time. The tricks are um, don't spend your money on a lot of those silly old sprays that you put on the hair coat that are supposedly to stop shedding. The only way those products work are because you start brushing your dog. So the number one thing is really being very vigilant about brushing. Now, admittedly, I admit, I don't brush my dogs all that much. I use the the tool you're using, which is the pool filter. Yeah. Well, when she gets most um, of the time... Rottweilers don't swim. Mine does. Mm-hmm. Our vet yeah. even said that Rottweilers usually sink. Ours is in the pool all the time. She swims great. But she leaves a path, and our filters yeah. are completely filled of hair all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're not doing any brushing, we have to find a way to get that hair out. Now, I laugh because, you know, I'm somewhat lazy when it comes to my pets, you know, brush and upkeep. Um, but they do shed a lot of hair in the pool when they swim. So you can burn out your filters in your pool, or you can really get very vigilant about getting on a daily process of doing some brushing. And if she's got, some of the Rotties have kind of a thicker coat, so you may need more, something a little bit more durable, something like a Furminator to get down into that deeper part of the coat. Um, but that's really going to be the best thing I can tell you um, as far as doing daily brushing for this kid. Sometimes even just doing, you said hosing her off, um, but doing a regular bath where you're shampooing her and you're rinsing her off, that's removing a lot of that bulk or that loose hair that's in that 
phase of hair loss where it's ready to come out. So we just got to get that out in a regular pattern. Um, if, if we don't do that, then yeah, she's just going to just, hair's going to fall off of her. When you touch her, it's just going to come off in one big sheet. Um, so you're going to have a lot of that to deal with. Now, that, that being said, there are definitely some things that you can try. Now, a diet change, um, yeah, I, I like that idea. Um, generally, it's not something there's a quick fix for. So I try to give that maybe four weeks to eight weeks to really see how that reflects on the pet's hair coat um, because it does take that long until we get new hair growth in. Um, the other thing would be, you know, making sure she's, you know, in good sound health. Some pets, we look at things like thyroid disorders that can cause excessive hair loss. Usually she's we get into the vet, that, that, that's not a That's not a, she's very healthy. That's, that's not a problem at all. And she only eats the rice and lamb meal. I don't give her any corn. So, I mean, she's, yeah. she's very healthy, very agile, okay. but the problem is it's just the hair is, is just yeah. immense. It's just, I mean, and I've never noticed it before. In the four years that we've had her, I've never noticed that the hair falling out. Prior to getting mm-hmm. here, I did a lot of checking on Rottweilers. I've only had husky, and those I'm, I'm familiar with the hair, and that's not a problem. Oh, my gosh, most yeah. Most of <laughs> that you can just rake up. It's actually really fluffy, and it's easy to clean. But the Rottweiler has short, black, wiry hair, and it's very difficult to clean, and it's everywhere. I mean, just yeah. everywhere. Totally different. Yeah, yeah it but certainly I, but is. But nowhere and, you know, online this... does it say that, you know, people have a problem with that particular breed shedding. So any of the people that are out there that are thinking about getting a Rottweiler, be ready for hair, because there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. There's a warning definitely. for you. <laughs> That's about it. Just to, just to brush her daily. Pressure daily, yeah. And I mean, you, there's a lot of supplements out there. I, I'm a fan of using things like fatty acids if the hair coat's in bad quality or we're worried about, um, you know, things like allergies. But the, the honest truth, and, you know, people will sell you millions of products, spending lots of money on this kind of products, but really, brushing is the number one thing to do. And uh, it's just, we don't like to do it because it takes time. We want that easy fix and we want something that's going to be, um, you know, the problem. So if she's in good health, her thyroid is good, we don't have allergies, we don't have fleas, we don't have internal parasites. Those are the things that I kind of check for in a physical exam if we're talking about excessive hair loss. So, um, sorry to give you the bad news there. <laughs> well, all right. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, Robert. We appreciate <laughs> you your much. call. Yep, 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 yep. Hey, speaking yep, of yep, yep, getting yep, out of here, I want to thank Lee and Joshua, also comedian Joey Kamen. I learned so much from them. What did we learn today? If you're going to date somebody and you have dogs, that you should at least wait three days before you tell them about your dog. dog lady. Uh, we also learned that uh, it's okay to have the dogs in the bedroom when you're making love to your old man. Mm-hmm. Did we? Learn I don't that? know about that. I don't agree. <laughs> Not at all. Okay, we got to get on out of here. Uh, I want to thank you for listening today. Remember, if you're listening on XM, uh, check us out next week on the Animal Radio app. You can learn more about downloading that over at the Animal Radio website at animalradio.com. Of course, Dr. Debbie's books. If you have one of these dogs, and I'm talking about the uh, Yorkshire Terriers, the Shih Tzus, the Pugs, or the Mini Schnauzers. I'm holding up pictures right here. If you have one of these dogs, check out Dr. Debbie's books, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. We'll catch you next week right here for for, for most of you. Radio stations. Bye. 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 prohibited by law. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. No contract required. You know there are actually Bavarian stuffed-looking cronuts? This is Animal Radio Network.